0: Thanks for joining me. Let's pray the chaplet. We need to today in a particular way. um, Pray for peace. We really do. Uh, I was mentioning a little bit earlier in my broadcast, the first hour before we prayed the chaplet. I think we are living in very special times. I think we're living in a time where uh, heaven is doing everything it possibly can to get our attention and to draw us away from sin and back to God and is giving us signs, giving us warnings, especially uh, especially through Our Lady. You know, our Blessed Mother at the Annunciation, she accepted her role in salvation history. When the angel Gabriel appeared to her, told her she'd be the mother of God, she said, look, done unto me, according to God's will, whatever he wants, right? I'm in. She totally submitted to that. At Calvary, when she stood beneath the foot of the cross, Christ publicly proclaimed her our spiritual mother. And from that moment forward, across the century, she's been powerfully interceding for us, appearing in apparitions and appeared to St. James in in Saragossa, um, in, uh, well, Spain. And from that moment forward, we've seen these reported apparitions. And these apparitions often come before times of great trial for humanity. They came before plagues. They became came before natural disasters. They often come before world wars. And today, never in the history of the... Of, the human race, have there been so many reported apparitions of the Mother of God as we have today? And we know back in Fatima, she warned of the rise of, you know, a Second World War and the problems that the world would encounter. What she do? She invited us to pray. It didn't have to happen. It was all conditional. She invited us to pray, to pray the rosary, to, to sacrifice, to do penance, right, to ask God for his mercy. That's what I want to do right now. Uh, the same thing, you know, St. Faustina would pray the, the the Chapel of Divine Mercy many times, asking God for mercy on her nation and on the world. And we've seen the fruit of that many, many times. So there was a message that came from a, um, a country in former Yugoslavia. And again, this is my personal perspective. It is not the perspective of relevance or anyone else's. It comes from a private revelation. But on the first of the new year, she came inviting the townspeople to gather through the, the seers. And they did three hours of prayer on a, on a mountainside, on a hillside, in, in torrential, cold, frigid rain. And I believe she asked for those prayers because she knew what loomed in the months ahead, in the, in the days ahead, literally. Um, and I believe that prayer helped to mitigate things. But just recently, a message came out. It was very short. It was one sentence. I shared a little bit about it earlier. And in this particular message, she just said this. Very simple words. She says, my children, may this be a time of prayer. That was her message for the world. My children, as our spiritual mother, my children, may this be a time of prayer. What does that portend? It says to me, this is your window, this is your time, this is your opportunity to pray and to do penance. Take advantage of it, don't squander it, don't waste it. Because if we do, you only have to look back at history to see what others, uh, what other generations have failed to do, and what the consequences of that were. So I'm not here to scare anybody. I'm a man of hope. I believe in the power of prayer. I see it every day with the many miracles that come in through this prayer. I believe in a particular way the rosary is such a powerful prayer to disengage the evil one. So pray the chapel with me now. Pray the rosary tonight with with Father Rocky. Uh, There have been so many rosary miracles in defeating armies and and changing the course of, uh, of history. These two prayers are weapons in both of our hands. So let's Let's ask God for His mercy now as we as we pray. I am going to offer my chaplain in particular, and I invite you to fast as well, uh, to do some sort of penance. Pray for peace, as we are right now at a really critical, really critical moment. I think in the world with the threat of war and, and the rise of of even greater conflicts. So I'll leave it at that point. I didn't intend to talk that much about that, but I am um, glad to pray with you. I, I feel the power of it, and I know that God hears these prayers, and I know that our sacrifices and our prayers set into motion all things that are good. I'm joined today by my colleague, uh, Maggie. She's on the other side of the glass here. And Maggie, it's good to pray with you today. Thanks for being here.
1: Always a pleasure, Drew. Um, I have just a couple of intentions quick before we get to praying. Um, A good friend of the show, Father Jason Kolchinsky, passed away a few days ago. Um, He was the national director for um, the St. Philomena Shrine here in the U.S. We've had him on a number of times, um, he was a great, great man, a great yeah. priest. Um, apparently he, he collapsed while se- celebrating mass. Um, so I can only pray that he's up there with St. Philomena face to face and they're finally enjoying each other's company. Was it you
0: or is Jake? I think it was my, the, our audio producer for the show. He was saying that, um, he would kid and you'll hear it cause we're going to play part of, uh, part of a conversation we had with him. Um, that he was, he has to take orders now from a sixteen-year-old girl. He goes. He believes the <laughs> saints choose us, right? He goes. Now I got to take orders from a sixteen-year-old martyr.
1: Oh, that's funny. <laughs>
0: but he, and I thought when he passed away, now he's with her. To your point. Totally. Totally. And uh, it also made me think: we do not know the day or the hour, do we? Never. You do not know the day or the hour God's going to call you home. There you are saying mass. You're figuring out what you're going to do for the rest of your day, and. Next so you know, you're standing before the throne of God.
1: And I just kept thinking, you know, he's he's saying, he's celebrating mass. He's already halfway to heaven. Yeah, you oh know? yeah. Oh so, my gosh,
0: what a, what a way to go. <laughs> what right? a
1: way to go. Um, our colleague Jim asked for prayers for his father-in-law, who's experienced some re- really bad sciatica. Okay. Um, and Donna May is a faithful listener. She has called in many times um, to this chaplet and to the rosary for the sale of her farm, her lovely farm in Dove Creek, Colorado. Sounds gorgeous. She says this past Friday she was in the chap chaplet youtube chat yeah. and someone named daniel was praying that he would find a farm for his family to move oh, into would
0: that be great
1: so she, she just in case daniel or his family is listening she left her contact information right. for us
0: <laughs> small little world right yes. it'd be great of our, our prayer community it'd be great you know connect to one another thank you maggie well we'll pray right now we'll pray for you um i was going to share answered prayers but i don't really have time right now so let me just share one um intention here. This person says, my friend's husband, Mike, is undergoing 14-hour brain surgery today. So right now. I can't think of a more terrifying surgery than brain surgery. 14 hours right now for for a tumor. So let's just pray. Andrea, thank you for for that email. A number of other intentions have come in. I'll get to them tomorrow. But for those who are in these critical moments right now, on the threshold of death and about to enter a new life, stand before God, for those who have gone before us, for those who are in surgery... For all those intentions in our hearts, let's gather together. Let's give God in particular our leaders and all the conflicts that threaten the peace, uh, you know, not only in the world, but may threaten, you know, our own homeland. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You expire, Jesus. But the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O oh, font of life, unfathomable divine mercy. Envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. Oh, blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus has a fountain of mercy for us.
1: I trust in you.
0: Oh, blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus has a fountain of mercy for us.
1: I trust in you.
0: O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us.
1: I trust in you. Our
0: Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.
0: Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
1: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
0: And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin, Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell on the third day. He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. And there he shall come to judge the living and the
1: dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen.
0: Amen. All right, well, let's pray. We will take... Uh, your calls today before i begin can i ask you for a personal prayer my daughter-in-law her name is emily had to go to the er yesterday she's doing better today but i just want to pray for her for her recovery all right and for my son and it could be a very stressful situation Uh, so pray for anyone who's dealing with any sort of health issue right now as as well so thank you for for your prayers uh debbie joins us in chicago hi debbie good afternoon
2: good afternoon thank you for taking my call and um i uh like prayers for my my daughter and son-in-law's dog, Lloyd, who was uh, just living life all this past week and all of a sudden he started uh, vomiting and now he's bleeding from the rectum and he's in the hospital for observation. And with that, with everything that you mentioned before, I I want my family and all these young people that are away from God Mm -hmm. to open their hearts and turn to him and his mother because... That's the solution for everything. Amen.
0: So. Amen. Well, that's a beautiful prayer, Debbie. We'll, we'll pray for that. God hears that prayer, I'm convinced, that prayer of conversion. And Lord, I give to you all of those that I love and all those who do not know you, all those who strayed from your path, that you give them special graces to come home, to know your warm, your loving, your merciful embrace. I do give you Debbie, though, and she's praying for her dog's health. I know dogs and cats and our pets become part of the family. and. I pray for anyone who's having these complications, anyone who's mourning the loss of their their animal, or in particular, somebody that they love. So I present you these intentions, Heavenly Father, and pray uh, with humble gratitude for the way that you're gonna answer. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity,
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole for world. For the
0: sake of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole for world. For the
0: sake of his sorrowful passion. Have
1: mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: For the sake of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: All right. Our next call comes from Mary. She is praying with us in Minnesota. Hi, Mary.
2: Hi, Drew. Well, thank you for taking my call. I it. just um, am recovering from pneumonia and influenza A. And today I found out that uh, the results of an MRI, I probably have cancer in my foot and I'm going to be referred to a, a orthopedic oncologist. And I'm just, I'm not nervous, I'm not scared, I just trust God. And I'm just asking for prayers that this journey will be for the good of many people around me and whatever happens I trust in my Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Well, it will be, because God brings good out of mm-hmm. every situation, right? I know you're going to mm-hmm. offer up all this suffering. We don't know it's cancer yet, though, right? I mean, you're going to see know, an oncologist? Yes,
2: yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: let's pray for miracles. Pray it's not. But we'll, we'll yeah. present it to the Lord right now, and those cancer cells don't go anywhere beyond. And I'm sure you're going to be very aggressive uh, in the days ahead with that. And, uh, Lord, I, I give you I give you Mary. I give you anyone who's waiting those test results or fearful they may have a fight with cancer and it's sobering I mean it's a frightening frightening thought I remember one time I um, I was battling something else and the way the PET scan lit up doctors thought it was cancer you know and they didn't tell me they told my wife right and she I remember her calling me a mess um, you have to put it in God's hands right whatever God wills he, he's in control I'll never give you a cross do everything to carry and I think it's Saint Francis de Sales, whose feast we just celebrated. Who is a gentleman saying, you know, he says, "Faith is is like a bright light of, uh, like a bright ray of sunlight that that enables us to see God in all things, right? As well as God, as well as all things in God. So, if something happens, God's in it, right? And so, know that God is going to be there, and that faith is that 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 bright ray of of sunlight. I and mean, I just love it; it can dispel the darkness of the situation we're in." Um, Lord, I give you those with cancer, those who are overcome by horrible situations right now, those who've gotten bad diagnoses, those who are struggling financially, those whose spouses tell them they no longer love them or want to be with them, or those who are suffering tragedy or other hardships, other abuses. I bring these souls to you. And I, I just ask for your mercy today that a super abundance of grace come. I pray that Mary be another divine mercy miracle. And we pray for miracles as we turn to you now, Eternal Father.
1: For the sake
0: of his sorrowful passion,
1: have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake
0: of his sorrowful passion,
1: have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the
0: sake of his sorrowful passion, have
1: mercy on us and on the whole world. For
0: the sake of his sorrowful
1: passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: All right, before we go to Marie, who's praying with us in New Jersey, let me go over to Maggie May in studio with me here, Mag. And by the way, if you want to get a hold, I know our phone lines are full; they fill up pretty quickly here. You can always call triple 888- eight. 914 9149 I know it's hard to get through, limited numbers. Um, Maggie is on our X account, our X platform, Twitter. You can send her a tweet at Drew Mariani Show, at Drew Mariani Show. And, you know, share this with others. Let people know we're on Facebook and on um, on YouTube a great way to put those intentions up her eyes are on those social media platforms as well and Maggie what are people asking us to pray for
1: well I just want to lift this up first um, our colleague John Morales just texted me he said Maggie can you guys please pray for the soul of Jeff the husband of Kendra Von Esch, who died unexpectedly on Saturday she's a regular contributor to morning air and she's heartbroken oh, he said Drew said it no one knows the day or the hour no, thanks John oh, cool. um, Sam wrote to us. She said, please pray for little Micah. He's only one years old and appears to have had a seizure today. Cindy wrote to us. She said, please pray for Nate in New Hampshire. He's a young man with a wonderful family. He's awaiting back surgery. This is his third surgery since 2020. Please pray for all laborers that face physical disabilities due to their occupations. Mal wrote to us and said, Hey, Drew, there's a California school having after school satanic class. I pray for this to be canceled. Thank you and God bless. Gracie wrote to us, she said, Two days ago, I asked you to pray for my sister in law who is entering hospice. She died on Saturday evening. If I could now please ask for prayers for the repose of her soul. Thank you, fellow chaplet warriors. And I've got two praise reports here for us, Drew. Um, On Twitter, someone said, Good news, Pauline has come out of her coma and off of meds, out of the ICU and on a ward. Thank you for prayers answered. God. And uh, someone also wrote to us on Twitter, says, Maggie, sending a prayer of thanksgiving and happy birthday wishes to Pia, the prayer warrior, That's on Relevant Radio's YouTube channel, chat daily. Prayers for the Giroux crew. Thank you for those prayers. That's awesome. Thank
0: you. I can't tell you how how much we appreciate your prayers and how much we need them. Let's pray for you right now, too. We'll add to to our conversation, Marie, who is in New Jersey. Hi, Marie.
2: Hi. I would like to um, lift up that I could keep my health insurance. My health insurance renewal is up. And I'm really scared, I mean, I, it's just nerve wracking because I don't know the criteria they're gonna use this time. Um, I don't know if that little raise Biden gave us for social security is gonna do anything, you know, to make me eligible or not. I'm just scared because if I don't have health insurance, I have to move out of this home.
0: Well, we'll pray and for you safe, right now. Right, you know? right, let's pray right now. We will put this in the hands of the Lord and all you can do, right? All you can do right now is two things. One, pray, and then trust. Just do those two things. Give it to the Lord, and I guarantee you it'll work out. It will. Lord, I, I just pray for all those facing these hardships, the loss of insurance, and health coverage, and jobs, and finances, and all the other hardships of life, and they don't see a way out. But with prayer, there's always a way out, a way out of situations that have no way out. So I turn to you now, and I intercede as I pray, eternal Father. For the sake of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: For the sake of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the
0: sake of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the
0: sake of his sorrowful passion. Have
1: mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake
0: of his sorrowful passion. Have
1: mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake
0: of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the
0: sake of his sorrowful
1: passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All
0: right, we'll go to Mount Dora, Florida next. That's, uh, I think near the Orlando area. Rachel's praying with us there. Hi, Rachel.
2: Hi, Drew. Hey. Um, I'm just I'm just praying. I've been married to my husband for twenty three years. And we have a twenty two year old, a fifteen year old and an eight year old and he's asked for an in home separation. And he has stopped saying he loves me and he just doesn't even know if he wants to be married. I'm so and sorry. he's not a believer. But I am and I've been saying Forty minutes of rosaries with you and Father Rocky every day, and chaplets and novenas, and I just ask for a miracle for our marriage.
3: Okay, well, that let's...
2: my husband decides he loves he loves me and our family, and that he gets over his midlife crisis.
0: I'm so sorry, Rachel. I can't imagine what you're going through. With such still a very relatively young family. Um, let let's pray for you right now. Two two things. One. Uh, Relevant Radio has a show on the weekend. I don't know if you had a chance to hear it with a guy named Doug Hinderer. It's called Marriage Unhindered. Um, 12 Eastern time on Saturdays. Okay, so tune into that, and you can call in anonymously. You can share your situation. He may be able to help. Retrovise another great group that has really helped a lot of marriages to find a way to heal, to resolve those feelings of the flame having gone out or infidelity or whatever it may be. But I love what you're doing because you're praying. And we're going to join you right now. Um, I believe anything is possible with prayer. I do. I am convinced. I am absolutely convinced that the Lord wants sacramental marriages reunited. Satan hates marriage, and he wants to divide it. But one of the great promises of the chaplet, I say it probably every day, that anything we ask, anything the Lord says, you ask of me through this chaplet, I'll give it to you if it's according to God's will. And I guarantee you, the Lord wants strong marriages. He wants healthy marriages. He doesn't want this. So Lord, I pray against whatever's creating this division. We pray for the conversion of her husband. I pray for all troubled marriages in this moment. And if you want to check out the Retro Vi website, by the way, easy way to remember it is helpourmarriage.org. Helpourmarriage.org. And I pray for marriage now, Lord, especially for Rachel, whose heart is so heavy and who's trusting so deeply eternal father i offer you the body blood soul and divinity of your dearly beloved son our Lord Jesus
1: christ an atonement for our sins and those of the whole world for the
0: sake of his sorrowful passion
1: I have mercy on us and on the whole world for the
0: sake of his sorrowful
1: passion I have mercy on us and on the whole world for the
0: sake of his sorrowful passion
1: I have mercy on us and on the whole world for the
0: sake of his sorrowful passion I
1: have mercy on us and on the whole world for the
0: sake of his sorrowful
1: passion I have mercy on us and on the whole world for the
0: sake of his sorrowful passion Passion, Have
1: mercy on us and on the whole world for the
0: sake of his sorrowful
1: passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole for the world.
0: sake of his sorrowful passion. Have
1: mercy on us and on the whole for the world.
0: sake of his sorrowful
1: passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world for the
0: sake of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: I want to pray for those facing legal challenges today too. It just came to my mind in a particular way. Uh, hang in there, Rachel. I'm going to be praying for you. I'm fasting today. I don't, don't say that for any credit. And I invite others to fast, too. If your marriage is in trouble, if there's financial hardship, if there's addiction, I'm praying for world peace today, uh, fasting for that. And I invite you to join me in this, too. Penance, sacrifice, fasting, prayer, it brings an answer to our prayers. It does to these, these horrible and intractable situations. Join me for praying for the world for peace. But also, you know, use those spiritual weapons that God has given us for those, those heavy crosses that you have in your life. Maggie's praying in Los Angeles. Maggie, good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon, Drew. Thank you um, to you and Maggie and your ministry. Uh, Also, I'm calling because to this afternoon at three o'clock here in California, we, my brothers and I are going to be meeting with my mother's um, doctors. Mm -hmm. She's been, um, she's been in and out of the hospital these last few months, but, um, she currently has um she's currently getting her medications and um, nutrition through a tube. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what what's going to be said or if it's end of life. What I do know is that what my brothers and I know is that she's tired. Yeah. Um, I actually wrote to you uh, just over two years ago during Thanksgiving, she had gone into the hospital walking with kidney disease, and um, while at the hospital, she um, had renal failure and um, she, she came out of it, she was sedated, she was intubated, she was on the feeding tube, and she walked out on January that following New Year. But, um, but it's been a long road, and we know she's tired, and I'm just kind of struggling, like, what is, what is right, and what is, what is um, following God's will, and, and, and the Church's teachings on it as well when we go into, but we are thinking for sure going into hospice, I think that's going to be one of the main things but what that looks like, we don't know. We've never gone through this before.
0: Well, Maggie, let me... We're just
2: asking for prayers.
0: We're here for you, and we're certainly going to support you in prayer right now. Um, and I, I know where you're at. It's a tough situation. It really is. Um, a couple things. Consult your local priest. I think it's a really important thing to do at this time. Make sure she has last rites. And also ask for that advice. Say, here's the situation. I don't know all the medical details right now uh, that she's facing, Um you know, food and, and, and hydration. I'll get, i got to pray here. I only have a moment or two. Let me just do this. National Catholic Bioethics Center. Okay. Wonderful resource when it comes to end-of-life issues. This is a whole uh, conversation. We'll take a lot more time to go through. But um, I, I know your heart's in the right place. Your mom's going to be, be taken good care of by you. I know you're going to do the, the right thing. And we'll pray for her now. And uh, if it's her time to cross over, to be with the Lord, I want to pray for her and for that transition, but in particular, I want to pray for you and your loved ones that will be left behind. Lord, I give you all those who mourn, all those facing these critical situations. I want to pray for the hour of my own death and for all those who are praying with me, and in particular, for the soul of Father Jason kolchinski who was taken home yesterday very unexpectedly. Lord, be merciful to us. Read our hearts. You know our needs, our wants, our desires. We give you those intentions. We entrust them to your Holy Will as we pray, eternal Father. I offer you the body, blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus
1: Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. <finest spe apologized> for the
0: sake of his sorrowful Passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the
0: sake of his sorrowful Passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the
0: sake of his sorrowful Passion Have
1: mercy on us and on the whole for the world. Sake
0: of his for the sake of his sorrowful Passion. Have
1: mercy on us and on the whole for world. For the
0: sake of his sorrowful
1: Passion. Have mercy on us and on the
0: whole world. one holy immortal one
1: have mercy on us and on the whole world
0: eternal God in whom mercy is endless and the Treasury of compassion inexhaustible please look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will which is love and mercy itself Jesus I trust in you Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven.
1: Pray for us.
0: Our Lady of Champion.
1: Pray for us. Mother of Mercy. Pray for us. Our Lady
0: of Guadalupe. Pray Pray for us. Our Lady of Palestine.
1: Pray for us. Our Lady
0: Reconciler of Peoples and Nations. Pray for us. Virgin was powerful. Pray for us. St. Joseph. Pray for us. St. Faustina. Pray for us. St. John Paul II. Pray for us. St. Peregrine.
1: Pray for us.
0: Saint Jose Maria Escriva.
1: Pray for us. St. Patrick. Pray for us.
0: Blessed Michael Sopochko. Pray for us. And all you angels and saints.
1: Pray for
0: us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You know, we talk about not knowing the day or the hour. A great contributor to this radio program was just called home by God yesterday as he was celebrating Mass. I'll share that story with you. And we'll talk about a powerful saint he was devoted to that is known as a wonder worker, uh, a miracle worker. So if you need some real intercession, there's two people you may want to turn to. I'll fill you in when I return. Tweet us your prayer intention anytime on Twitter at Drew Mariani Show. Hey, join Father Rocky this September for a pilgrimage to Poland and Prague. You'll visit the lands of St. John Paul the Great, St. Faustina, Our Lady of Częstochowa and the infant child of Prague. Seats are limited. Information at relevantradio.com slash Poland. That's relevantradio.com slash Poland.
1: the shelter of your mighty wings. Your promises are where my found. Oh.
0: The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. One of the strangest things about doing this show is when a guest you frequently have on is called home. I got a, uh, a text from my colleague here, Patrick Alog. He had seen that uh, Father Jason Kolchinski passed away on Saturday night. If I said Sunday, don't give you the wrong impression, I found out on Sunday that he had passed away thanks to Patrick. And he was unexpected. He was celebrating Mass. Uh, and if you're not familiar with him, he was a tremendous promoter of of St. Philomena. And he often believed that the saints, you know, ch- choose us. And I do too, I really think St. Faustina chose me for this mission. I remember praying before her, her tomb, you know, back in the early 90s before she was even beatified and, and praying, and I think it was at that moment in time I was given this mission to help spread the message of divine mercy, and I've fallen in love with it. Oh my gosh, do I love divine mercy, and you know that, right? I think St. Philomena was another one of these saints that God had a special love for, and he chose uh, Father Kolchinsky. But it's also sobering, isn't it? do you feel the same way? I mean, you hear all the time about people, God is calling home, who are young and healthy. Jeffrey Shaw, do you remember him? He's one of my great guests so Dr. Jeffrey Shaw. He's was a commentator on military issues. He died of cancer last year. Uh, Dr. Bob Doyle a great historical commentator. We talked for uh, American Revolution with him and a lot of other issues. He was a professor at Franciscan University. He died of cancer last week. Uh, Gerard Lemiro, who was a great contributor in the political realm for us, he died. Dr. Kevin Vost was a Catholic psychologist who suddenly died, you know, last year as well. I mean, it happens all the time. Peter Pry, right? Another one. I'm I'm brainstorming here as I'm doing this show. Um, Dr. Peter Pry, he was our EMP expert. You know, he testified before Congress all the time. Um, God called him home. You know, you don't know the day or the hour. I just want to say to you, because I love you, make sure you're right with God. If you are not right with God, ask him for his mercy right now. Tell him you'll amend your ways, right? Start to draw closer to him. And if you're Catholic, get the confession. Get there. You know, wipe away the sin. Hell is a real place. I've seen so many articles recently written about hell, and I maybe we'll talk about it next week. Um, There are consequences for it. One of my colleagues here showed me a document that was sobering. But thank God for Divine Mercy. Thank God for First Fridays. Father Jason, I know, is a good man. He was celebrating Mass on Saturday evening uh, when he collapsed. And according to Diane Von Galen, also known as the Faithful Traveler, who had just finished the Eucharistic Prayer when he passed out, he was taken to the hospital. He was given last rites and he died there. So he was the pastor of Holy Martyrs Church and. Uh, orland pennsylvania built a huge collection of relics and um, was the custodian of those and the spiritual director of the universal arch confraternity of saint philomena in the keystone state and he promoted great devotion to her i thought we'd reflect back on his love of saint Phil- philomena and share a little bit of maybe a few excer- uh, excerpts from his appearance one of the last times he was with us here's father jason Father Kalchinski is pastor of Holy Martyrs Parish in Orland, Pennsylvania. Also serves as spiritual director for the uh, Universal Archconfraternity Fraternity of St. Philomena in Pennsylvania. Father, welcome back. Hello, Drew. Tell the story of what happened to Philomena, how God saved her, and ultimately how she got lost to time.
3: Well, I mean, she, she was lost in the catacombs, uh, and during the excavation in the uh, catacombs of St. Priscilla, they found a tomb that they had never seen before. And it, it said Lumina Pax te Cum but switched around. And there are many explanations about why they were out of order. But in the end, um, and Pax Tecum Philomena, uh, peace be with you, Philomena, like we would see on tombstones today, rest in peace. And, and they also on there were um, the symbols of a lily, the symbol of purity or virginity, uh, and a palm branch, the symbol of martyrdom. There was also the symbols of arrows, and an anchor. And so the, the, first, the first two were pretty clear. So they, they knew that they were dealing with the tomb of an early Christian virgin martyr. And when they opened the tomb, they also found a vial of dried blood, which apparently was one of the things that they did when the early Christian martyrs died. They uh, put a vial of blood in the tomb uh, with them. And so all of these things pointed to a virgin martyr, but uh, they, they didn't have any information about a Philomena. And, and so they, they took the, the, the remains to the uh, Vatican um, storage of antiquities, and uh, they remained there until 1805, I believe, that Father Francesco di Lucia from Our Lady of Grace Church in Mugnano del Cardinale, down in southern Italy near Naples, he, he, he said that his church was growing weak in virtue. And so he had the idea that if he could get the remains of a martyr, the relics of a martyr, that he could focus the devotion of his people and help them to grow in, in faith and in holiness. And so he, uh, he, he ended up being able to meet with, with the Pope. And so uh, you know, he was coming from this no place church, and the, the Pope you know, said, well, we've got, we've got this Philomena, we don't know anything about her, um, so why don't you take her back to your church? And the story is that at first he refused. He said, well, what what am I going to do with the remains of of, uh, someone I can't even talk about? I don't know anything about her. But in the end, you know, not wanting to leave empty handed, I suppose, he took the remains of St. Philomena. And so even on the way back, a miracle started to occur. Strange, strange events, really. Uh, As they were driving along, they were hearing uh, what they described as knocking uh, in the carriage. And so thinking that perhaps there was something wrong with the carriage, they stopped and examined the carriage and, and nothing, they couldn't find anything. And they started up again and riding along there in the carriage, they, they, they heard knocking again and they stopped again and they're looking. And then um, someone in the carriage realized, well, the remains of St. Philomena, the relics, were in, in a box and they were underneath the carriage in what would be steerage or in, like in the trunk. And they said, well, maybe maybe the young lady doesn't like drive, riding under the carriage. And they, they brought the box with the remains into the carriage with them, and the knocking stopped. And so they continued on their journey, and uh, they, they made one stop overnight uh, at the home of a wealthy family, and they brought the remains into the into the family chapel, and miracles started to occur immediately. And then they, ca- they continued on to the church, and when they arrived at the church, the, the several, several things happened that are re- reported. Uh, the church bells started to ring on their own. Uh, people who had been ill for years, just hearing the bells, headed for the church to see what was happening. But people who couldn't walk previously were cured. Uh, her remains then were enshrined above an altar there, and, um, and of course there were lamps burning in honor of the saint. And so they, um, people, people came in, and someone, a woman, one of the first miracles recorded was a woman who. Said that her 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 child was blind, and she came to pray there. And she in in you know great act of devotion, dipped her fingers in the oil in the lamp and anointed her child's eyes, and and she was cured immediately. And there's a similar story with the granddaughter of, of um, Blessed Anna Maria Taigi, the Roman mystic. Uh, she had a granddaughter who had damaged her eye, and she did the same thing, and, the, and, and they were cured. It was amazing. The miracles just were so great that the, her devotion to her started, and the Pope called her the great wonder worker of the 19th century. And people started to pray to her in, in earnest, and so one of the people um, that prayed to her was the foundress of um, the Oblates of Our Lady of Sorrows, Mother Maria Luisa de Jesus. And she she was praying to Saint Philomena one day, and she heard she heard an, an interior voice telling the story and Now at the same time in the world, two other people were also receiving such locutions, such a, you know interior messages about um, Saint philomena and so they, they all uh, you know, they, were, they were all told to write this down, and they all agreed, but Mother, Mother Maria Luisas was the most complete. And so that's the one that really is, is really the one that we, we hear about most often. And if you, And if you look at philomenafamilyusa.com, we have one of the people from the shrine there who, who actually read the text of that Philomena revealed. Uh, so she revealed that she was a princess and uh, her, her father um, was a governor of a province, and there was a war, and they all had to go to Rome to meet with Diocletian to try you know, seeking peace terms. Diocletian wanted to marry her immediately. Her father was delighted. I mean, here he was coming to ask for peace, and you know, the, 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 the emperor wants to marry his daughter, she would have the highest ranking position in Rome for a woman to be the Empress of Rome. But she says, she, you know, she said, well, no, I have, I have dedicated myself to Christ. I am not going to, you know, I can't marry this man. And, of course, they tried to persuade her. And, of course, Diocletian wasn't used to getting, you know, not getting his way. And so he, uh, he, he first he had her thrown into prison. He had her scourged, uh, saying uh, if, 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 he, if she would prefer a malefactor condemned by his own people, meaning Jesus, uh, to, to an emperor, uh, then she'll be treated in the same way. And so he had her scourged. And uh, and then thrown back in prison. Uh, and, and every and his her parents were, were pleading with her, and he was um, doing everything he could to persuade her to marry him, but she refused. And uh, so he, finally he, he one of one of the things he liked to do was he liked to he liked to drown the Christians by tying an anchor to them and throwing them in the river. Mm-hmm. And so she reveals in this story uh, that she uh, was taken to the river, and they were you know the his his men were in demand they they commanded to tie an anchor to her and throw her in the river, and. They they did that, and they threw her in the river, but God sent two angels to untie the anchor, and the anchor, she said, remains there in the mud to this day, no doubt, Um, but she was lifted up and stood perfectly fine on the shore and completely dry, and she said several of the people on the shore witnessing this miracle um, professed their faith in the God of Philomena and became christians of course and so the emperor has her thrown back in prison and trying again every day going to her and you know wanting to marry her uh then he said well if she won't marry me then then she'll be she'll be shot with arrows and so she's taken out and the archers go and they they shoot her with arrows but the first time the arrows just fall to the ground they don't they won't reach her the emperor accuses her of being a magician and thinking that you know a fire would break the magic he has the arrows heated in in a fire and then the arrows the archers again fling their arrows and as she said that that halfway on the way to her they turned around and several of the archers were killed by the arrows and saw several of them um, again Confessed their faith in the God of Philomena. They became Christian as a result of this. And so they, um, uh, you know, this, all these things were happening. So then she's thrown back in prison, of course, once again. And there there's really seems to be no defeating this young girl. But uh, finally, in the end, uh, Diocletian uh, commanded that her head be cut off. And she says that she, she, her head was cut off. And she said, and my soul flew to my divine spouse at the same hour on Friday that he died as well. So they're wonderful. All these wonderful, you know, coincidences. And these, yeah. So th- this is the story that Saint Philomena reveals. And so, uh, you know, uh, wow. people say, "Well, well, we don't know anything about her except for this revelation." But so many of the early Christians we learn about through this revelation. Of course, she just because of the revelation, yeah. uh, she there were, these miracles were happening. It was just, it was just amazing.
0: That's uh, Father Jason Kolchinski may his soul rest in peace. Taking a look back at a man who had such. Incredible devotion to a wonder worker, a mysterious martyr who God has made known in a special way in our own time. I need to take a short pause. When we come back, he's telling you the story. Wait to hear some of the miracles that are taking place. If you are really asking God to work a miracle in your life, ask the intercession of of Father Kielczynski and in a particular way, the great saint that he was devoted to, St. Philomena. There are counts of everything from miraculous healings to the multiplication of food, all that and more coming right up.
3: The Drew Mariani Show.
0: Connected. Connected. Connected.
3: Relevant Radio.
0: Hey, today we'd like to thank Vincent, who is listening in California, for donating his 1971 Chevy El Camino. You can join thousands of other listeners in donating old vehicles, trucks, boats, and RVs by visiting relevantradio.com car. Now it's relevantradio.com slash car. And
3: I'll be The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio.
0: Yeah, well, thanks for joining us. If you're just tuning in, um, taking a look at the extraordinary life of a powerhouse saint like Saint Rita and Saint Jude. She's known as a wonder worker. Her name is Saint Philomena. And Father Jason Cholkins, Chul- uh, let me try that again. Father Jason Kolchinski was a great promoter of hers. God called him home very unexpectedly during the celebration of mass this past Saturday night. And he was a great contributor to the show. So I thought we'd take a look back at some of the beautiful, uh, I guess, revelations that he shared with us in terms of her power and her efficacy. Here's more. I, t- I
3: want to talk a little bit about the, the, the definitive miracle, and then I want to tell you a story of a miracle if we have time that, that I experienced. Uh, so so the, the blessed Pauline Jericho uh, recently in, in May she was beatified, and she was a friend of Pope Gregory Sixteenth. She was also a friend of St. John Vianney. And it was said that, that she introduced St. John Vianney to St. Philomena and gave him a relic. And so um, Pauline Jericho became gravely ill and she went to her friend John Vianney, who, of course, as always, recommended that she make a pilgrimage to go and see St. Philomena. He always recommended people to, to pray to St. Philomena. Uh, and if they couldn't get to the shrine, he, he began to send out the oil from the lamp to people around the world. So, um, anyway, so Pauline Jericho now is gravely ill, and she's going to go and she's going to see. Uh, and the, the relics and the go at the play, pray at the shrine of St. Philomena. Well, she, is a, she was the foundress of the Society of the Propagation of the Faith and the foundress of the Living Rosary of St. Philomena. So she was well-known, and she had great devotion to St. Philomena. And she said, well, on the way to the shrine, she's going to visit Pope Gregory the Sixteenth, And she's going to ask him if if she comes back and she is cured, would he then raise Philomena to the dignity of the altar? Essentially, in those days, it would be the equivalent of of canonization. And so the, the Holy Father sees her. He, he she walks in, and he says to someone, uh, "We'll never see her again." He, she looked she looked awful, apparently. And so she then she goes down to the shrine, and uh, so she 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 goes the first day. Well, people hear that she's coming, and of course they're lining the roads. They're waiting for this famous woman to come and pray at their shrine. And so they go in there. The first day, nothing happens. and The second day, nothing happens, and the people begin to get worried. In the words, uh, I I don't know if they're the original words of Dr. Mark Mirovali. He said that the people adopted a lighthearted, but particularly southern Italian form of intercession. And they started banging on her tomb. They're banging on the tomb saying, Philomena, if you do not cure this woman, we will never speak to you again. (laughs) And so at the end end of benediction, then um, Pauline Jericho was completely and instantaneously cured. Now now she's going to go back to Rome, and she's going to go see the Holy Father, who then, you know, has promised now to canonize Philomena. She walks in, and he can't believe it's really her, and he says, is it really you, or is it just a vision of you? Uh, he has her, uh, he said, you have to walk around the Vatican a few times so I can see that you're well. And then he actually kept her in Rome for a year to keep an eye on her. And so in the end, he did allow a mass and the office of Philomena to be written. And so the, the mass and, and so she, he was, we could have mass now in, in honor of St. And Philomena, which was a, which was a great great thing, so it was her equivalent to her canonization. So that was a, it was a wonderful wonderful event, and so so Gregory the Sixteenth was very of course very devoted to her then as well. So um, that, that is the definitive. Um, that they've been miracle that we hear about. But uh, so I've, we've spoken about many miracles that I've witnessed in the past. And so, so here's one at the very beginning of when I just started to get to know the ArchCon And um, as I was being appointed national director, I didn't know, you know what in the world was going on. I, I said, you know, I feel sometimes like my life has been hijacked by a teenage martyr. Uh, because you never know where, where where you're going to end up or what, you know, the, the knocking you spoke about. Um, she tries to get your attention or maybe warn you that you're in trouble. And so, uh, but anyway, so something I witnessed. So as we were trying, as we were first coming to prepare for uh, the visit of the rector of the shrine, of St. Philomena in Italy at my parish, where I was the administrator at the time of St. Philomena. I had taken over this parish and there were rumors that it was going to close. You know, we, we wasn't doing well, the school had closed and you know we, we didn't, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, we were in debt. And so now the, the rector from the shrine is coming and we have to put on a good show now so we're going to have mass we're going to have a conference and uh you know we're going to have lunch and the whole thing and so as as we're preparing this i realize well you know the parish doesn't currently even have a choir so i need i need a choir for this this big mass we're going to have and so a friend of mine who uh is is a is a professional musical person, said I can well I can get you a choir. He said, I know, you know, professionals, but they're gonna have to be paid. And I thought, Well gosh, well we don't <laughs> have any money. So I said, Well how much? And he said, Well he figured out the singers and trumpet, six hundred and twenty five dollars. And so I said, Okay, well let me see what I can do. So I, I hung up the phone, got up from my chair and walked into the next office where the secretary, who was also the business manager, was working, and before I could even say anything, the doorbell rang. And I go to the, I answer the door and this gentleman comes in and he is from a Hollywood movie studio. And they were going to be filming a movie in our town, Silver Linings Playbook. It was filmed in in Lansdowne and around there. And he said, "Well, we were wondering if we could use your parish hall to do makeup, to feed the extras." And so, uh you know, I said, well, okay. He said, well, we normally give you $500. Well, of course, I'm thinking, well, I need 625 <laughs> And so uh, anyway, so I, you know, I, we were talking, and I said, well, you're going to use our tables and chairs, too? And, he said, well, and so he, and I said, well, you talk to the business manager here, and I left. And I came back, and, and she said, they're going to give us $600. I said, okay, well, she owes me 25 <laughs> And so uh, about a year or so later, I was giving a retreat at the parish whole day of St. Philomena, and I was telling this story, which was amazing. It was really – it was that quick. I got up, and, I'm, and now I have to go tell this woman I need $625, and she's going to think I'm crazy. And Well, she did, but uh, that's beside the point. And, and the doorbell rang just like that before I wow. could even tell her. And, and so then I was giving this retreat and I told this story. And, and when someone was leaving, they, they handed me $25. And, and they said, now you're even. So <laughs> I love it. Amazing. The amazing things that, that, that have happened. Amazing, you know, uh, I could tell story after story, but, uh, you know, of course, well, you love yeah. the meatball story. Yeah, <laughs> the the
0: meatball is my favorite. I only have about two minutes. Why don't you just give a very, can you do that in about 60 seconds? Because I think it's
3: well worth people hearing. I oh, we, we had all those people at our parish that day when the rector was there. So we're, we're planning for about 250 people and about 400 people show up. And so people are feeding, the, they're doing their thing. there. The ladies knew we didn't have enough food. But at the end of the day, everybody ate, and the ladies said, they called me into the kitchen. I went to thank them for their work. And they said, Father, you have to know this. And they said, we knew we didn't have enough food. But every time we served the last meatball, we'd open the oven, and there was another tray of meatballs. And, and we don't know where they came from. Wow. And the best part of the story is that uh, I had meatballs in my freezer for the next six months. <laughs> so uh, there's lots of leftovers. So it's uh, amazing, The amazing I, things I I've it. seen. <laughs>
0: Father Jason Kolchinski, and um, I'll tell you what, call upon his intercession. Call upon the intercession. I'll say Philomena, I know she'll be working powerfully in your way. Hey, stay with me. When we come back, I've got a special in-studio guest who's got a solution on how to stop school shootings.